In today's episode, the Miami Heat can't be beat. What a game last night. Game one, Celtics Heat went down to the wire in overtime. And also, how about those Nuggets to fighting all odds of beating the Clippers? Game seven, what an accomplishment. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, did I wake up in a good mood today. Miami Heat came out on top last night versus the Boston Celtics. What a game one. What a game. That game did not disappoint at all. Eastern Conference Finals, game one. Two of the best Eastern Conference teams going at it. The matchup that I wanted, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, and in overtime, the Miami Heat pull it out with a 117-114 win. Let's get into those stats. Goran Dragic, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists as he led the Heat in scoring. It seems like anytime the Heat need a little run during any portion of the game that they just... Count on Goran Dragic. He is keeping him in it. It looks like a point in the game where the Celtics would break away when they got that double digit lead. But Goran Dragic hit a few threes, keeping him in it. It seems this guy is playing lights out the whole entire playoffs. It's amazing. Hey, Jay Crowder, he had 22 points. Jimmy Butler, 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. Bam Adebayo, the hero, along with Jimmy Butler there in that fourth and overtime. He had 18 points, six rebounds, nine assists. Tyler Harrow, 20, oh, excuse me, 12 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. He's been flirting with those triple double numbers there for a while now, his last few games. And for the Celtics, Jason Tatum, 30 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. Marcus Smart had 26 points. Kemba Walker, 19.6 assists. And Jalen Brown finished with 17 points for him. But man, I tell you what, this was one of the greatest basketball games. I watched the whole thing. It was one great battle between two teams going at it neck and neck. When one team looked like they were pulling away, the other team would come back and make an impressive run. And the fourth quarter, it looked like the Heat may be out of it. <laughs> they made a huge run there, got back in the game. Jimmy Buckets. He hit a corner three. They were down two. At the end of regulation, there was down 105-103. He hits a big three-pointer in the corner to put him up one. And you look at it. Hey, what a shot. Again, at the end of regulation, Jimmy Buckets Butler coming up clutch like he's been doing all playoff long. And then they called a foul on the inbounds play for the Celtics. So it's an automatic foul shot. That's how they tied the game at the end of regulation. They tied the game. They're at 106, and they missed a shot, went into overtime, and held in your breath. I was holding my breath throughout this game. 
Like, oh my goodness, so the Heat going to come out on top? Are they going to come back and win? Are they going to, you know, lose at the end of regulation there on Tatum's big three-pointer? I was just, I didn't know what to expect. But man, what a game. But that wasn't even the most exciting part. It was in overtime. Heat, no down, trailing again. Jimmy Butler got the ball. Goes up to the hoop. And one. Hits the, drives up to the hoop. Clutch time right up against Jason Tatum, who was guarding him. Gets the and one. Completes the free throw. Making it 116-114. to 114. And you're just sitting there. You're like, Celtics still get a shot. The Celtics still got a shot at the end to win the game. Will it happen? Will they tie it up? They put the ball in the playmaker's hands. This kid is, this kid, I tell you what. He's a star in the league already, being as young as he is. Jason Tatum, you know he's going to get his number called. Jimmy Butler gets his number called for the Heat. So you know Jason Tatum, he's ready for this moment. Blows past him, goes up, looks like he's about to give up this vicious dunk. And Bam Adebayo comes out and makes the block heard around the world. I mean, I jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh my goodness, because it looks like the ball was already in the cylinder of the hoop. And he uses up there with his left hand, you know, cocked back, and it just stuffs Jason Tatum's dunk attempt right back at right at him. And, you know, of course, and, and he secures the rebound. You know, gets foul, gets the foul shot. That's what makes the final score 117 to 114. But man, that is probably the best defensive stop. One of them anyway in playoff history. That was one of the best stops at the end of a game I've ever seen. And the reason why I make that, because it is in overtime. You're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that block decided if you're going to go up one nothing in the series. And it was, wow, like it was an amazing, amazing game. You had, like a lot of people say, hey, NBA, isn't that what it used to be? They're not calling, the games aren't as, like, hey. Aren't as close, maybe not look as competitive, you know, blah, blah, blah. But boy, if you love basketball, you're sure as heck would love to have seen this game last night because it was, it was incredible. Magic Johnson, everybody was going to Twitter, doing their little tweets and whatnot. Magic Johnson even stated that is the best play in the playoffs that he's ever seen. So you got the legends coming out and telling you, you know, it was ill, you know, it was raw. Like, hey, check it out, man. If you did, if you missed it, you missed on something special. Check it out on the website there. I feel like heatentertainment.com too. I posted up the shot and gave a little article on it. Like, you have to see it to believe it. I've never seen something like that before. We know we've seen big time blocks. Remember LeBron James in the finals blocking equal dollars shot. We had Chase on Prince chasing down Reggie Miller, you know, back in the day during those Eastern Conference wars between the Pistons and Pacers, where he chased down Reggie Miller and blocked it. It's up there with those. Because we know those are two big moments in playoff history. And this just became another one. Bam out of bio. Just hey man. If that is should be your defensive player of the year. Instead of the Greek freak, let me tell you. Stop. Stop sleeping on this guy. This guy's defensive presence is incredible. He shuts out the Greek freak when he guards him. Giannis can't score on him. 
every now and then he scores on him. But for the most part, Bam Adebayo kept him in check every time they played him. And when he was forced to guard him, he kept him in check. Now, Jason Tatum coming down the lane, ready to throw it down on your face. You're going to end up on a poster or you're going to end up a hero. And he's a hero, man. This is if you missed it. It'll be the talk of today how Tatum came down the lane and posterizes Adebayo there for the winner. He didn't even foul him. He got out of the way. It was a perfect timing. The way he went up for the block, it was just incredible. I tell you what, I'm so excited. I don't know how to contain myself right now. I was so excited when it happened. I jumped up, fist pumping, everything when I saw that happen. And it came out with a win. Even late in the game, there was two and a half seconds left still on the clock when uh, they Celtics still had a chance to tie it. And Tatum actually made an incredible catch and got up and got a shot off there of three, but missed it. So it was even down to that shot, which was amazing to see. But the story is, is how the Heat just keep coming back in that fourth quarter clutch time and overtime, time and time again. You know, they outscore them 35 to 23 in the fourth. There's a story of the game right there. Jimmy Buckets, clutch, bam, out of bio, clutch. Game two, Thursday night. I can't wait to see it. Oh, my goodness. Whew, this is going to be a heck of a series, you guys. Now, let's get into that other series that ended last night. The Nuggets, Clippers, game seven. Can the Nuggets come back from another 3-1 deficit? Yes, they can, and they did. They beat the Clippers last night 104-89. To mark the first team ever in NBA postseason history to come back from 3-1 deficits twice in the same postseason. It was like they were dead and out against the Jazz. It was like they were dead and out against the Clippers. And with all the star power on the Clippers, the sixth man of the year, the reigning NBA Finals MVP, you know, the basically two six-mans in there, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, and Paul George, another all-star, they still did not come out. They blew it. They blew a 3-1 series lead to the Nuggets. Let's get into those stats for the Nuggets. Jamal Murray, he's been kind of quiet all series long. Didn't really have that breakout game. But when it mattered most, Game 7, the guy drops 40. 40 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. The Joker, Jokic, 16 points. 22 rebounds on thir- and 13 assists. He had a triple-double in the third quarter. Gary Harris came out 14 points. Grant added 14 points for them as well and for the Clippers. Here it is, guys. This is mind-blowing of how these All-Stars and this team finished. Kawhi Leonard, only 14 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Paul George, only 10 points and 4 rebounds. Lou Williams, the greatest guy that ever come off the bench in NBA history, I guess. 7 points. Montrell's header, he actually scored 20. But he just been struggling all game. He couldn't even guard the Joker. And it's just, on every way, shape, or form, the Nuggets came out and said, we are not afraid of you. 
We aren't afraid of you. They even out-rebounded them. 53-37. They outscored the Clippers 50-33 in the second half. The Clippers just went ice cold. They could not hit a shot the whole second half. They just could not do it. And the LA versus LA battle is not going to happen. That's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> the Battle of LA, you know, LeBron versus Kawhi, and the whole who's going to take LA over. You know, Clippers came in wearing the shades during the beginning of the season and all cocky and confident doing commercials and whatnot. And look, they got bounced. You guys got bounced by the Denver Nuggets and what a lot of people call Nikolai Jokic, the out of shape white guy that can't run. This balled on every single one of you. So what do you guys say about that? This guy is no joke. <laughs> no joke, the Joker. Hey, man, just don't mess with him. Don't mess with the Joker. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the glaring stats from this, from a reigning NBA Finals MVP, and for Paul George to just put up goose eggs pretty much in the second you know, half there. Look at this. In the fourth quarter, they were both shut out. Leonard was 0 of 5. George was 0 for 6. They, for the whole entire second half, they shot a combined 2 of 18. 1 of 11 for Leonard. George was 1 of 7. Like, your two best stars shoot 2 of 18 the entire second half. A bucket apiece. Talk about falling off a cliff. Paul George, he's been horrible. Yeah, like one and maybe two good games the whole playoffs. Paul George has been absent. His mind wasn't right. And he, he's come up short in a lot of playoffs. He was coming up short when he was with Indiana. He came up short there when he was with Russ there in OKC. Now he's coming up short with the best, one of the best players in the league next to him in Kawhi. Let's not sleep on this. Kawhi Leonard choked too. Kawhi Leonard choked. Everybody's saying, hey, hey, he's better than LeBron, better than KD, better this, better that. We all know they would have lost last year in the finals if KD would have played. It would have been a wipe. It would have been smoked. There would be no question about it. There would be no championship in Toronto if KD didn't have that injury. And they were going neck and neck even with Clay. When he went down, you knew it was all over then, especially. So, Kawhi Leonard... Best player in the world, not a chance anymore. Get that off your all's radar. Get that out of your spot. I don't care. He choked. You do not be up 3-1 versus the Nuggets. To have a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals and choke this bad. 6-22 for the game. 2-7 from 3. Paul George, you choked too. 4-16 overall for the game. Lou Williams choked. The whole team choked. Doc Rivers choked. The head coach choked again. He's been up 3-1 in this series before. When he was a Lino Magic coach, he lost. When he was the uh, coach there, you know, for the Clippers of this past time, when they had Chris Paul in the crew, Blake Griffin and that, and that whole team lost. Celtics, they were up 3-1 in the series too. Lost. Like, what is going on here in the Clippers? Yeah, is the franchise just jinxed? Because they've never been to a Western Conference final in their entire team history. 
in closeout games. I think that's up to like 0 for 9 now, maybe 0 for 10 in the last this, you know, during this past decade. They've had good teams. This past decade, they had some good teams. They had a great team again this year. They built it all up, brought in the superstar guys, kept the surrounding pieces around them. They have depth for days, and they still blew it. Maybe this franchise is just jinxed. They're not meant to to, uh, run L.A. That is Lakers and Showtime. Clippers, this goes to proves they will never, ever run L.A. That L.A. versus L.A. battle is officially over and never even started. The Lakers own it. LeBron looking real good right now in that Western Conference Finals. Can the Nuggets come out and beat him? Can they do it? I mean, it, it looks improbable. Like, it this looks impossible. There's no way. But you got to give them a chance. If they could do this, I gave them no chance. A lot of people wrote them off. There's no way they're coming back from a 3-1 deficit versus the Clippers like they did the Jazz. Whole different team. Way more talent. Way more everything. And they did it. They defied the odds. They came out, balled out. Jamal Murray had his best game. The guy is the truth. I'm with him now. 40 points. Game 7. Against the Clippers. Against Kawhi. Paul George and on the, the whole crew. Man, I give the guy a lot of credit. He went 15 of 26 from the field. 6 of 13 from three-point land. So this is the game he... This is the type of game he had against the Utah Jazz when he was going up against and having that battle with Donovan Mitchell. He came out and said, hey, I'm going to beat Kawhi. I'm going to beat Paul George, Lou Williams. I'm going to outscore them all by myself. And he did that. He outscored them all by himself. The Jokers didn't have a very good uh, Joker there. Nikolai Jokers, he only was shot 5 of 13. When you're dropping those dime passes, he's dropping, getting all the rebounds, cleaning up the you know the ball up there. <laughs> like man, what does this mean for the Clippers? This is it, man. And I don't want to hear the story that they have enough time to play together. It doesn't matter if you have enough time to play together. You have the best players, what presumed to be the best players in the league, on your team. On paper, you look like the best overall team. You had a head coach who's won the finals. You had the players that have been to the finals. You have all-stars. There's no excuse. Don't give anybody the crap that you didn't have enough time together, especially with the long layoff. They really get in sync and become winners. Because this is proves to you and the whole world. National Basketball Association is global. This proves that y'all couldn't hack it. Y'all didn't have the spunk. You didn't have the drive. You just didn't have the heart to come out and win. Nuggets had the heart. They all believed in themselves. Malone, the head coach, Murray, the Joker, every player on that team, you know, came to play, put the heart and soul in the game, came back to find all odds by winning game seven. Now on to the Lakers. Now, do they have a shot? 
you gotta give it to him. You gotta say yes after this miraculous, you know, accomplishment. You gotta say they have a shot. I didn't think Jamal Murray would ever get off with having Paul George, Kawhi, and you no know, Pat Bev guarding him, but he got off when it mattered. So this is gonna be an intriguing series for him. The Lakers actually have a guy, have guys to match up with Joker. Anthony Davis is very athletic. Joker's not going to be able to guard him out in the perimeter and and through all those pick and rolls. I don't see him. So they're going to need a lot of help with that. But you got to give him a chance. There's no telling what could happen. I Anything could happen. That has been proven so far. Anything can happen. And it's going to be an exciting series. I can't wait for that to start. We'll see what happens. You know, you never know now. But it's good. the matchups, I don't know who in the world is going to guard LeBron. But maybe Harris, they're going to have to do with him a little bit. Maybe Grant guards him a little bit. They're going to have to really keep an eye on LeBron. Because they got Rondo back too. Playoff Rondo is a different story. We got regular season Rondo. And you got the playoff Rashawn Rondo. And the playoff Rashawn Rondo is lights out. That's the guy I don't want to mess with because he, he's he been there, he's done it, and he's just in that different mode. And that's what I love about him. So having him back is very, very key for the Lakers. They're going to need him during this series. Glad he's back, healthy, doing his thing. And it is going to be intriguing to see Throw, I don't know who to even pick. I want to go with the underdog with the Nuggets. But I think the Lakers are just going to be too much for them to handle. Showtime Lakers, they want to rule L.A., it's only right. They're doing it for Kobe. Kobe's passing. Maybe that, maybe Kobe, you know, that little ghost of Kobe, put it down on LA saying the Clippers aren't making this. It's all about the Lakers. Maybe that's giving the Lakers a little, little edge here. Maybe Kobe made the Clippers lose a 3 1 deficit. You never know. Sometimes things happen like that. The basketball guys are spoken. But being an intriguing series. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Game Two Thursday night as well as the uh, with the Heat and Celtics and everything about basketball is back. It's exciting. You all need to tune in. It's just what I love about the game. And all right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's episode. One, thank you for joining me here on another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib with your host Tanner Christian. Remember to check out the official website there at feelyheatent.com, Feely Heat Entertainment, as well as the Instagram over there at Feely Heat Entertainment. Now, guys, some exciting news. Amazon launched their podcast app today, so you can check out Sports Talk from the Crib now live on Amazon. So be on the lookout for that. Check out the articles as well on Feely Heat Entertainment. Like, subscribe, do your thing, tell your family and friends. I appreciate the love y'all show. I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Peace out.